No sermon needed after that. <laughs> Says it all. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his rich mercy come to us today in his word. This was my uh, sermon title at the beginning of the week. And then uh, an article came to my attention, um, and I'll, we'll go to the next slide. And the article was called, We've All Hit a Wall. The article was by Sarah Lyall in the New York Times. I want to read just a few, uh, a few excerpts to get us going here. Like many of us, who are having a hard time concentrating these days. And then this is a quote. Good morning to everyone, she tweeted recently, but especially to the sentence I just wrote for the tenth time. I feel like I'm in quicksand, she explained by phone from California, where she has been under quasi-house arrest for the last year. I'm just so exhausted all the time. I'm doing so much less than I normally do. I'm not traveling. I'm not entertaining. I'm just sitting in front of my computer. But I'm accomplishing way less. It's like a whole new math. I have more time and fewer obligations, yet I'm getting much less done. Later on in the article, we hear this. I feel fried, said Aaron, a social media and event coordinator at a Midwestern university whose work once inspired and excited her but certainly seems like an unpleasant cocktail of boredom, dread, and exhaustion. She asked that her last name not be used so as to not upset her employers. (laughs) Things take longer to get done, she said, in part because she doesn't want to do them. (laughs) Quote, I'm out of ideas and I have zero motivation to even get to a point where I feel inspired, she wrote. Responding to a request by the New York Times for people to describe their work-related challenges in month 13 of the pandemic, every time my inbox dings, I feel a pang of dread. Well, we may have hit a wall in this ongoing year with our pandemic. We may have hit a wall with lots of things in our lives, but the disciples in this evening of Easter, and I love the second Sunday of Easter, it's usually less attended and all that. That's not what I love about it, but but (laughs) I love because we always hear about Thomas. He's the man that Jesus comes and says, I am the man. The disciples have hit a wall. You'll notice where they are. They're locked behind a wall, behind locked doors. They indeed have hit a kind of wall. Now, remember what their situation is on this evening of Easter. Peter... And the other disciple, one of the other disciples, have seen the empty tomb. They haven't seen the Lord. 
They've seen the empty tomb and they've run back and told the other disciples what they've seen. One of the disciples, we're told, believed. And then Mary has had her amazing encounter outside the tomb with Jesus where he says her name and she realizes who it is. And she's also come back and told the disciples. But yet here they remain, still locked behind closed doors. They have hit a wall. Their wall, according to the writer of the Gospel of John, was that they were afraid of the authorities. The authorities had put Jesus to death. What are they going to do to his followers? But I think it might be safe to assume that maybe they're also a little afraid of someone else. The person that they're hearing now is not in the tomb. You remember how the disciples had totally forsaken Jesus, had totally abandoned him. They couldn't stay awake in the garden with him. They failed so miserably, and now they hear that this guy who they failed is risen from the dead. Maybe they were a little afraid of him, too. You decide, but there's a pretty solid wall there. What does Jesus do with this wall, with these locked doors? Well, we wonder today, what would Jesus do with our walls that we've hit? Our exhaustedness, <laughs> our being fried our being less motivated, our being just, man, it takes longer to get the same things done as before, our just maybe being tired. What does Jesus do when it comes to our walls of loss and hurt? Our pain that we see our family members are in. Our ongoing struggle as we see so much violence and so much injustice in the world. What does Jesus do in the face of our walls? Hmm. Well, let's go back to Thomas. Jesus didn't knock on the door. Now, we hear in Revelation that Jesus stands at the door and knocks. That's fine. If you hear him knocking, I advise you, open it. But I'm extremely excited about this Easter text because here, Jesus does not knock. He goes right through that wall. And he appears to his disciples. He shows them his wounds and breathes on them the Holy Spirit like that first reading from Ezekiel where God would breathe into the dry bones. He breathes into these dry bone disciples and gives them life and gives them a charge to go out and forgive sins, to go out and set God's people free from their burdens. But Thomas missed out. As I always say when I preach on Thomas, he must have been the one that had to go out to the AMPM store and you know, get some food. Somebody's got to go out. 
He went out and he missed it. And he's upset. Wouldn't you be? If you miss the greatest event of all times. And so he hardens himself. And I'm not going to believe. And that's the wall that Thomas has hit. He isn't doubting so much. We call him Doubting Thomas. Our English translation here says that Jesus told him, don't doubt Thomas, but in actuality, he doesn't say that. He says, don't be unbelieving, Thomas. We all have questions and wonderings and struggles and doubts, but, but Jesus says, Thomas, don't harden your heart. Don't refuse to believe. Don't be unbelieving. That's Thomas's wall. And what does Jesus do? Right through it. Right through it. I am so thankful today that that's what Jesus does with walls. He just bursts right through them. I think about my life and your life that he burst right through the wall of our sin, right through death. In the waters of baptism, he claimed us. He is coming right now to us in this word proclaimed. He came to you when you rose up and said, I'm in bondage to sin, I'm captive to sin, and I cannot free myself. And he says, okay, I forgive you of your sins. No knocking, he breaks through and shows us his hands and his feet. I love that picture of Jesus' hands and feet. He bursts through and shows us what he did for us. When I go back to that article, one of the folks interviewed said this, my brain simply cannot focus long enough to form full sentences. The grant director of, for a nonprofit organization wrote in response to the Times questions, a college student said, I'm so burnt out that even this form is way too long. On our questionnaire, we asked how people have tried to combat their feelings of malaise. Some are meditating, and some are turning to alcohol or other chemicals. Some are walking, some are making the bed, some are re-engaging with the spiritual practice. And then they quote a pastor who said, I've come to rely very much on the story of the Exodus. But in general, and this is the ending of the article, your guess for how to make this strange period easier is good as anyone's. I don't know, one person wrote. If you find out, tell me. I want to tell you something today. Jesus has burst through our wall today. How do you know? Try this on for size. Christ is risen. That's how you know. In the face of all the circumstances, all the walls, Easter morning came. And now we're at Easter Eve. And Jesus comes through and shows us that he is raised from the dead. So God is good. God is good. God is gracious. God is more powerful than all the walls. And in Christ Jesus, he bursts through this day. 
He tells us, you are never forsaken. I am with you. Yes, the diagnosis is scary. Yes, your grief is real. Yes, you're just kind of hitting the wall of malaise and you're just fried with this pandemic. All of that is true. But nothing separates you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. That's what Easter is about. And today Jesus has broken through. I spoke to someone just recently who just can't let go of something that they did a while back. It's haunted them for not just months, but for years. It's a wall. And although they live their life and they go on, they just keep hitting that wall. I had the privilege of proclaiming Christ crucified to that person. And I said, look, Jesus has wiped away your sin. Before Almighty God, that is no more. That is gone. Yes, we struggle to let it go, but in reality and truth, if you brought it up to God, God would say, I don't know what you're talking about. What wall are you facing today? It won't separate you from Jesus. It won't separate you from his love. That's Easter Eve. That's Thomas. Jesus breaks through and says, I'm the man. I've died on the cross for you, and I've raised from the dead for you. Thanks be to God. Amen.